Persistence Culture presents the Show Up Consistency Challenge. Hello there. Happy Friday. I hope you are doing well, woke up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the last day of the week before the weekend comes in hot and hopefully sunny and beautiful. Today we're going to talk about drinking. Womp, womp, womp. I know this one's going to be good though, so stay with me. Disclaimer, I'm not against or for drinking for you. As I believe it's a personal choice, I will not be telling you to drink or not to drink. All I'm going to do is present you with some information to ponder on. And on that note, let's get into how alcohol affects the body. Something that makes alcohol really unique compared to other drugs, besides the fact that it's very culturally accepted, is that it's absorbed through the entire GI system and exponentially so on an empty stomach. It's water and fat soluble, which means it can pass through all the cells and tissues of your body, including the blood-brain barrier. And it immediately affects you. The immediate effects vary, but it does affect your brain by suppressing neurons in the prefrontal cortex, the main decision center of your brain. It also affects networks of memory, formation, and storage, which makes sense, right? Because we tend to forget things when we drink a lot. Here's the breakdown of the effects on your brain by the number of drinks per week. Per week, not per day, hopefully. If 12 to 24 drinks are consumed in a week, it's considered a high level of alcohol consumption and it causes degeneration of neurons, specifically the neocortex. Or another way to say it is it's literally killing brain cells. If seven to 14 drinks are consumed, think one to two drinks a day in a week, it's still linked to the thinning of the neocortex. The good news is there's actually no evidence that shows one to two drinks a month or even fewer has any effect on neural circuitry. And even better news is that neural circuits can recover and come back to their original state within two to six months of no drinking. The brain is pretty incredible because we don't necessarily think of it as muscles that can recover, but it can. How does alcohol affect body composition? There was a large study done in the U.S. that showed despite a greater calorie intake, BMI did not necessarily increase in women who drank because they drank. But interestingly enough, BMI did increase in men who drank two or more drinks a day. We also know that people who drink socially are way more likely to indulge in higher calorie foods together, right? Back to the social concept. And a big plate of nachos sounds super good after that third beer. Damn right it does. Some more unfortunate facts. 15% of people who ever use alcohol become addicted to it. That's a lot. And of those 15%, 90 to 100% of them will get fatty liver disease, which is one of the leading causes of death. And the risk of suicide amongst alcoholics is 50 to 7% higher than the general population. That could arguably go back to the effects on the brain and its interference on judgment and decision-making. I know, all bad. But the bottom line is that alcohol is a social thing. It's a cultural thing. It seems important in social gatherings and that it can help, you know, people open up. And trust me, I get it. But the science is not in our favor. And I did really not dig that deep. Now, if you are drinking, here are some things to consider. Don't drink on an empty stomach. Eat a well-rounded meal around your drinking before you start drinking with protein, fat, and carbs. Understand that even one drink can heavily disrupt your sleep quality, which then affects your stress and cortisol levels. And if, you're, if you have any goals of losing weight, this is definitely not helping you. Oh, and the hangovers, they are not cured. 
contrary to popular belief, by more drinking. It temporarily makes them better, but they come back worse. Also, your drink choice matters, and it's not really about the sugar as it is about the nitrates. Surprisingly, beer is the least likely to cause a hangover. And in fact, from least likely to to the most is beer, vodka, gin, white wine, whiskey, rum, red wine, and brandy. So red wine and brandy are like really high on the spectrum for hangovers. Oh, and lastly, there is no cure for hangovers, but a cold plunge and a good walk may do you some good. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Make good choices this weekend. Helia out.